Welcome to Backstage at Brick, your friendly neighborhood podcast all about what's going on in the performing arts department at Brick, on stage, backstage, everything in between. My name is BJ Evans, and I am your host at Backstage at Brick, and I have a very special guest in the podcast studio with me today, the current Brick Lab artist. Everyone who's listened to the pod knows that we have a residency program here at Brick called Brick Lab. And it is a two-week residency for performing artists to expand and explore the possibilities of their work. And the current Brick Lab artist is here, Jordan Demetrius Lloyd. And he is a choreographer and performer and many more things working on a piece called Pink Sheets that will show here at Brick on November 21st and 22nd at 7 p.m. Um, you should get a ticket, only $8. Um, go to brickartsmedia.org. Um, for pink sheets on the 21st and 22nd of November. But Jordan is here. Jordan Demetrius yes. Lloyd, hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for being here in the studio. Thanks it's so for having have me. You. Yeah, so you are working on a work, and it's a dance piece, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, Yeah. Uh, called Pink Sheets. Yeah. And, you know, I would just love to hear a little bit, and the listeners too, a little bit of what is Pink Sheets? What is it to you? What should we expect? Yeah, I mean, pink sheets feels like um, research. Yeah, presentation of so much research. And um, it's a research on movement and how movement can sort of offer meaning and, and you know, um, sort of complicate interpretation in many ways. And, and then it's expanded into something larger. So it also feels like world building or our sort of world... Um, collecting, gathering, and yeah, and, and it also then feels theatrical. So oh, okay. as much as it feels like a dance work, it feels like it's it's bleeding the lines of um, something that's more theater-based, and sometimes it feels more like a uh, visual installation. Um, and while you sort of journey through these different sort of atmospheres throughout the work, there's something that hovers over the entire thing that makes it feel like one long sort of like... Uh, installation that you're experiencing. And have you always incorporated visual installation elements or theater into your dance work before? Not really. No, I think this is this is me trying to understand like, um, yeah, like uh, what are the worlds that I'm building? And and it's always been something that has been inside of the work. And um I like my attention to character, my my attention to expression, and um, I'm super curious about like yeah atmosphere, if you will. And so for this work in particular, I remember like early on in the process, sort of seeing these um, sticks or or like natural elements, but not wanting them to feel natural because Mm -hmm. I'm all about abstraction. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I can bring them to um, ideas that I'm used to working with, things like shape and design and texture and color. And and so, yeah, I started painting them uh, the sticks pink. (laughs) And and I thought that that was really exciting. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm making a set or maybe I'm I'm making um, the world, right? Maybe this is like, these are the materials of this land. And then I kind of just allowed it to be its own little like division of research. So I was able to study sort of um, the atmosphere, the surrounding and the materials. And then I had the physical materials. And then I also designed my own sound scores. Um, and so I'm usually just collecting sound 
from everywhere that I can, right? Just um, like throughout your day, when and oh my gosh, totally, basis. totally. I think that. It, it throughout the day is best when Amazing. I'm like traveling through New York City. You just like turn on your recorder. Yeah, 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 yeah. You collect you collect information that you find interesting, and and it's also exciting to take note of what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's a bunch of people sort of walking, um, well then how are they walking, and what is sort of like bringing this sound to life for you? Because you're you're not only hearing it sonically, right? You're you're seeing something, and you're you're taking in that information as well. And while that it rarely right translates <laughs> into what I'm making um it offers so much information and and just tells me about the world that I'm sort of building and then it's also exciting to then like just put a sound score to your reality yeah you know yeah. and sometimes that's like pop music that can sort of like take the um, back seat and just feel like it's like humming in the background but other times you can be really intentional and 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 the world is so theatrical Mm. (laughs) so to sort of like animate it and bring it to life just feels so fun um and sort of feels like what I what I'm doing right now at least with my work okay and you mentioned earlier that you're world building yeah so can you tell me what is the world that you are building yeah well of course I don't know and and then I know so much about it (laughs) yeah that makes total sense (laughs) it's in it and 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 it really it's like it's like you think you know everything and then you come into a residency like this and everything kind of um, you put it in space and you localize all these ideas. And, and then you're like, oh, it's, it was that. And now it's this. So yeah. in that space is, is sort of like where I'm like, oh, I'm not fully sure. But I do know that the world feels magical. Mm. And I'm always interested in performers sort of. Um, absorbing information on a deeper level than we do day to day so like if if you bump into someone and how that sort of like shifts you off your weight or off your center for a moment and then you kind of collect I always like to exaggerate those moments and just see um, what happens if we sort of like amplify or or in many ways it feels like I'm animating with this work in particular Um, you know there's moments where we joke about it you know that part in E.T. Where they're like where the touching fingers their fingers, touch, yeah, yeah and and it's like they're touch. It's like the first time that they've ever felt that texture before mm-hmm. in their life, and and that sort of um, like depth of experience is something that I'm always trying to coach in the space. So um, as you make contact with another body, while while just your fingertips might be making contact, it's like something that you can feel in your gut, and and by us sort of accessing that like mm, that deep 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 experience within ourselves I think that people then get a visceral response right they can see that work happening and and it doesn't feel far away right because this is how this is our day-to-day life yeah is is bumping into people is taking in different textures it's just kind of like shining a light on these things and sort of like puffing them outward so that we can really see them yeah and you mentioned earlier too that this is the result of a lot of research. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I can understand, and I think maybe a lot of listeners might understand the like going around and listening to the sounds mm-hmm, and that being mm-hmm. a form of research. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I think the like traditional, I'm making quotation marks with my hands, research right. of like going to a library for right, those right, of right. us who maybe did that back in the day. Yep. Or, <laughs> I guess these days it's Wikipedia. But can you talk a little bit for our listeners, for people who may not be as familiar with dance, yeah. of what it means to do research in terms of movement? Yeah. What is movement research? Yeah, I mean, for me, my process is so intuitive when it comes to movement generation. I, I have to get into a studio and play for like 
for hours. And what I mean by play is just like put on either all the sounds that I've collected or an old playlist and I kind of just let myself go. And and that feels so good and it's freeing and it's liberating and I sort of am that doesn't feel like the research part. What's, what the research is for me is to then document that ah, that work, okay. to go back and watch it, and to really start to interrogate like what's happening, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I keep returning to this like sort of like percussive movement. Are my feet are really making sounds within the floor? So this is telling me that like this is where this is where my interests are right now. Um, and then you collect, right? You take in that information. Oh, it's about line. Um, it's about softening. It's it's less about what's actually happening in the body. It's more about my experience of that or what's happening in the eyes, right? Um, but you take all this information and then you go into another study, right? And you just try it again. And then you try it again. And I have a deep relationship to set movement. Mm-hmm. So eventually, you know, I just start to like make, just make decisions. Like uh, this feels like it works next to this thing, next to this thing. And then... Um, as, as you build and as you grow, right, as you start to give things like information on the front and the back, that then informs the thing itself. And you just keep editing and editing. And I just, I talk about logics so much that there's like some sort of logic that I'm listening to, that I'm, I'm tuning into. And I, it's amazing that sometimes I can't even identify it. But I think everyone has had an experience of something feeling right. Like at some point, like uh, uh, whether it's a series of events that sort of just align perfectly and you're like, well, that that just felt right is is that moment, that experience, that like sureness is what I'm searching for as I build material. And I just keep going and tweaking and tuning until I'm like, "Ah, that sort of feels right. And I mean, that's, you know, that's a little bit of perfectionism, which is (laughs) I can I I, we I get that. and so then it's about also leaving room and space for it to be different each time, right? And 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 this is where world building becomes so important because it's like these are humans that I'm making this material with, right? These are people and interpreters right. and and they they will they will execute the material differently each time depending upon how they come into the space and what they come into the space with and that that is the beauty of dance and live performance to me. So as much as I'm interested in set material and sort of codifying a language, I also am like, I need to see you. And I need to see you on November 13th navigating this material. But as much as we can talk about like the color of the air, mm-hmm. right? And like um, how our feet actually touch the ground and and who we see when we walk by and if everyone else can see them or if that's just like our weird little superpower. But if mm-hmm. we can describe all of that other stuff, then we're at least living in the same world. And, and that sort of then creates a cohesiveness for the project. I think, I think. Yeah. <laughs> So when you so you're doing this research, you're filming yourself and you're looking at it. Are you is your movement, the your body as you're doing that movement making the meaning or are you putting meaning on it when you go mm. back and watch it? Mm. Mm. Oh, that's a great question. Um I imagine it's a bit of both. Sure. And and it's so interesting. I mean, it's I what, what yeah what do i mean by meaning it's like i'm almost it's like meaning and association it's like there are certain things that i can see and i'm like oh great you there there was like that 30 second like water idea mm-hmm. and so then that material becomes about water right which then takes on some sort of meaning for me but but again that i think that that comes later 
Okay. And so it's okay. about identifying all of these different sort of associations. And with this piece in particular, there's so much oddity <laughs> and <laughs> and it's it's so much about putting these random ideas that usually don't live next to each other, like like right up against one another and, and exploring that tension. So like moments of pure bliss where you're smiling and you like hug your loved one next to like uh, that one time you got an itch on your ankle <laughs> next to that one sneeze and then seeing your lover across the room that like doesn't know that you actually like them. Like all of these events sort of a, like happening next to one another can just offer a particular experience. So and and then what that experience is, right? Like actually then hints at a larger meaning. And sometimes it's like, for me, less interesting about identifying what that meaning is for myself, but just offering it to people, mm, right? Like that. figuring out what what is what feels right, what feels like it's working, what feels specific to the work, and then sort of just like tossing it in the air and allowing everyone to 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 find their own logic hmm. within that. And when by everyone, do you mean the other dancers or do you mean people in the audience engaging with it I think it's both yeah. but but yeah in, in this in this instance I think that's the audience sure. um, although I do say that the performers are the first audience members because yeah. I'm always yeah you I'm performing for them yeah. to then perform for yeah yeah what's it like to um, doing all this research and having all this movement in your body and then putting it onto another body oh yeah oh my gosh it's fascinating it's like <laughs> yeah it's it's um it's a it's the part of being a choreographer that I love most, I think, um, because it really you have to really take a step back. And I mean, you don't have to. I think that there are some folks who, who want to like all say and they create movement material and they send it out and they're interested in shaping that and uh, to get it to look almost as much like them as it can be. And that's not necessarily what I'm interested in. Um, I think a lot in task, and I think my material is is sort of task based. Like, the leg goes up, and as the leg comes down, the left shoulder rolls, and then like we sink into the left hip, and then um, sternum to the sky, and then sternum goes back down, and and so it's a series of of actions that all of our bodies inevitably are going to like sort of interpret differently, and and there's certain things that feel really good and to me aesthetically look really good on my body that I have a very different experience of once I've sort of transposed it onto other folks. Like um, one of my collaborators, Stanley Gambucci, I'm 6'2", and Stanley's 6'4". So there's something sort of just like common about that. I don't know if it's the height, I don't know if it's our yeah. limbs, but the vocabulary I find just transfers pretty <laughs> yeah it's just so easy it's like I, I teach it and I'm like I think that that's exactly what it's supposed to look like and there's <laughs> nice. like we have our like nuances right and we were so different so it, it, it's still different but uh, someone like Missy we go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth it's like I'll teach I'll watch and then I'll be like okay it doesn't seem like th that is is working you know what I mean it doesn't seem like that feels as good to me as it does to you so let's find the one that feels good mm. um, because ultimately they're performing it yeah and and so the yeah they they're their ability to sink in and take ownership of the material in a way that like they're like oh I feel good doing this I it it um yeah it feels like me that feels important yeah. um but yeah the exchange is just never ending <laughs> honestly so cool yeah it's fun I think it's fun and how do you prepare so you're here for this residency it's two weeks they can be relatively intense mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. these intensives yeah. they are called intensives for a reason so how you know, does one prepare? How did you prepare for this time? Yeah, 
well, this is my first residency. Is it really? Yeah, where I'm no. offered one space where I can be Y'all. for such an extended period of time. Residencies out there of the world. Take yeah, Jordan Demetrius Lloyd needs some more residencies. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a gift. I mean, I'm only three days in, um, <laughs> but it's been yeah, it's a truly very special experience. But in preparation, you know, um, watching every video that I have. And we've been uh, we're about a year's into into working on this project. Wow. Yeah, Stanley and I started last November. Wow. That's um, incredible. Yeah, Kennedy and Missy, it's been about ten months. So it's okay. just yeah, there's a lot of information that yeah. we've sort of collected. And sometimes I talk about dances as like mountain building. Like hmm. we just keep layering on information. And while some stuff is gonna live in the center of the mountain where no one even sees it, right? It's still it's it was a part of the process. Yeah. And it's and it's within the work. Um and for me, it's about getting in touch with that information. So I have to like go back. I have to watch all the videos um, because that like three seconds of, of information that we tried on that one day when I was like, let's just build a trio, you know, and I thought it was super random and I cut it a long time ago. There might be something in there that's really useful to us at this point. So having all of that available to me, it just feels really important or felt important going in. And I think it's proving to be, yeah, really supportive. Um, yeah, I watch. I watch all the videos. I try to make as much as I can. And um, by that, I mean, again, sort of like improvising, setting some material. I, I think it's just a matter of having as much information available as possible. And then for this, because I was interested in um, a showing of something that felt sort of whole or maybe not complete, but I wanted something to start and I wanted something to end yeah. and and that that there would be some sort of flow in between and so I just began making an order and sort of setting a structure and so it was just so exciting to kind of like dream about uh, like oh okay maybe Kennedy sort of has a solo world and maybe that flows into Stanley and I and maybe that flow would be better if there was a blackout (laughs) (laughs) so you have all these ideas yeah And, and then you come in and you just try them um and then the last part for me was the sound I needed the sound score to sort of be like done quote unquote um and the sound for me I think the reason I started designing sound was one back in college I was like captain of our dance team and I I made a dance like probably every weekend so I was like always cutting music and I I just that. that stuff was so fun to me but um it's a way to for me to be in the process and to be working on the piece without my collaborators in front of me because it's mm. it's um yeah I I have full-time jobs and my collaborators have full-time jobs so we just we only we meet when we can yeah and um have like yeah having my laptop having all the sound and being able to understand the structure of of the sound and then to be able to take the structure of the sound and see how that informs the structure of the physical material is so lovely. And 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 so it's that's that's research, right? It's yeah. it's me saying like, well, what does Stanley and I sound do when it flows into Missy's world? And then me saying like, oh, that doesn't work. It needs something like yucky in the middle. And then I find some sort of like yucky sound. And at this point, there's like composers that I'm returning to. Because just aesthetically, they 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 yeah their 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 work is so supportive for what I'm trying to do. So you get some sort of yucky sound, and then and then it flows into Missy, and then you're like, okay, cool, that that feels like a thing. And then you come into the space and you try that, right? And 
And then, and this actually happened, right? I was like, okay, Stanley and I, and then we'll flow into Missy. And then I was like, oh, we need a lot. We need like four minutes within there of like kind of confusing, like bizarre information that just feels like we're kind of not going anywhere. So that by the time we arrive at Missy, it sort of almost feels like an exhale, right? Like we've been holding our breath for this um, extended period of time. And then like, oh, we've we've arrived. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I prepped a sound score. I just made like a 45 minute score. Wow. And um, and then that, you know, how fun to listen to that on the subway and I bet, yeah. <laughs> walk into class. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it's really amazing. And so if you if you could articulate into words somehow and and I know, you know, the the expression is with bodies and movements so words maybe aren't always the best like translation but what would you say you want the audience to take away or come away feeling or thinking about after your piece mm. it's actually okay yeah yeah this work feels like i was brought to this work after responding to several pieces in a very particular way and my experience of walking away from those works were that I was paying attention to detail I was paying attention to what I was seeing I remember leaving theaters and and specific works um, like Okwi Akpokwasili's oh, work at Abrams yes. and then um, Beth Gill's Last Joy show these these works just had such an attention to detail and they almost felt like the human experience was so heightened that I had that experience walking out of the theater. Like I, I was like, oh, like when my hand touches a building, I'm touching the entire building. And and when I look across the street, it's like I can widen my eyes and see more, right? Or I can sort of like narrow my focus and see less. But I have that control and I have that power. And so there was something that I, I was sensing consistently after seeing like several pieces. And I was like, oh, I've got to research. Like how to like and then how does Jordan understand this how does Jordan offer this yeah. and um, and I think that that really launched me into like all these questions and and then all this research and then I was like oh I'm gonna make something that's like magical and exciting yeah I mean I hope that people can walk away sort of buzzing like I constantly and I say this to Daniel who uh, Daniel Kirsch is doing the lighting that the space should never really feel still mm. that it it kind of just is always kind of uh, vibrating or there's always movement and and yeah, I hope that people feel like that the edges of their skin could like, I don't know, come up about an inch and a half, that they are just a little bit larger than than themselves, that they feel their body walking through air, right? Things that we don't think about that often or or um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we talk of so much about having magical powers in this work. We're like, oh, oh like oh, I can see through walls and oh, I can exist in four times at once. And I just hope yes. that people are like, oh, I can do that. Like, I hope they just walk away and they're like, yeah, well, that's that's a possibility. And um, and while it's so imaginative and and so and I keep using this term fairy tale like, but it, it's just so sort of like out there. It also how beautiful to indulge in that as, as an adult and at this time in, in our world to to stretch your reality, right? Mm -hmm. To consider yourself larger than yourself, to take on superpowers and, and to really indulge in them. Just feels so good. And I hope that I can offer that to folks. 
We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> I think you will. So after this residency, what's what's next? What's up, what's up oh, next goodness. for you, if anything? Yeah, yeah. I um, am in residence at New York Live Arts in their Fresh Tracks. Thank you so That's much. That's huge. That's great. Yeah, it's an, it's an incredible residency. Um, it's it's very supportive. So I'll be showing an older work in December, late December, um, that was made back in 2018. And that's just the work that I used to audition for this residency. And how nice that they allow, um, are they fully produce that? And then, I'm, and then Pink Sheets, we continue the research, yes, we continue great. the work. And, and we'll dive back into that sort of mid to late January. And then there's a showing May 29th and 30th. Okay. Yeah, it's a studio show. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, well, everyone listening, you can check out the work in progress showing of Pink Sheets on November 21st and 22nd here at Brick, 7 o'clock. Tickets are only $8 at brickartsmedia.org. Uh, and it sounds like Fresh Tracks at yes, Nyla yes. in December and again, That's Pink it. Sheets next May. Is there anything else that you wanted to say, Jordan, before we sign off that I didn't ask or that I didn't give you space to say? Um... It sounds weird, but I just have had such an incredible time being in what feels like my purpose hmm. and and deepening my artistry. And yeah, I mean, it feels like I'm like finding myself in this space through through this work. And um, yeah, everyone should just, yeah, to do what they need to get in touch with that, you know? And um, it's so special. It's so special. So that's all I would say. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. This has been another episode of Backstage at Brick. I'm your host, BJ Evans. We've had Jordan Demetrius Lloyd here in the studio with us, choreographer, performer, and sound designer, ah. who's <laughs> doing Pink Sheets next week, November 21st and 22nd. Come check it out. Thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.